up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door's supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. This is episode 916, 916 episodes now, the Ball Hawk Show podcast, and we hear the preview. Virginia versus BYU traveling on the road. Got to take the show on the road, man. Got to take it on the road to play at BYU, Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. Going to be a tough test. BYU is 6-2, and two, just like the Hoos are 6-2, and two, but they are ranked 25th in the country we're going to dive into what needs to be done. We're going to look at what they have offensively, what they have defensively, schematically, what they run, key matchups, what we need to do to win the game. And it should be in like 35, 40 minutes. You know how we do. But if this is your first time tuning in, I definitely appreciate you, you know, taking time out today to listen to what I have to say, truly humbled um, by your presence and, and by your support, man. Um. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by the great people at Aber Insurance. That's Aber Insurance. Go to aberinsurance.net and they can make sure you get a policy for all your insurance needs. That's auto, home, life, and business insurance. Aber Insurance provides the best combination of coverage and price for your insurance needs. So just give them a chance for a quote. There's no obligation to you. Their headquarters are based in the state of Virginia, but they now also deliver personal and stellar services to their newly added states of Texas, Tennessee, and Arizona. If you're here in the Charlottesville area, check out their offices. They're open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Monday through Thursday and 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. in Charlottesville on Friday. They also open on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. So just give them a call, 434-218-4589 or toll-free, 866-985-3558. Again, that's Aber Insurance at aberinsurance.net. Hit them up. Tell them the ball hawk sent you. Yeah. And then wherever you listen to this at on any uh, podcast platform, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to the ball hawk show. Provide that feedback. If you want to hit me up directly, go to AmadHawkins.com. Scroll to the bottom to the Contact Us section. Write your little blurb in there. It will, it will email me directly. And trust and believe, I will email you back. Because I appreciate all that you do. Definitely appreciate the support, man. Um, 
it's overwhelming right now. Uh, I love the feedback I've been getting from hosting the Coach's Corner with head coach Bronco Mendenhall. Definitely having the time of my life, man, sitting beside a good friend of mine in Bronco, man. Definitely happy that folks get to see the fun side from him, you know, because he got to be so stoic and, and analytical and break down what he's seeing on the team. Uh, but it's good to see him be able to relax and just have fun with the fans that are in attendance at BJ's Restaurant off Route 29. So that's what we got, man. Appreciate y'all. And also, Manscaped.com, use the promo code Show to get 20% off of your total purchase. That's Manscaped.com. Your balls would thank you. Promo code is Show. all caps, all one word. Okay? That's for my mature audiences. Get you some boxes, definitely. The boxes are comfortable, though. And the lawnmower 3.0 does its job. So, manscaped.com. So, you know what y'all been waiting for. We got we to gotta set the mood. I'm, I'm in a different bag today, all right? I'm in a different bag. So, people been saying, you know, like played, like last week we played Georgia Tech. I played um, some of the more recognizable hip-hop artists from Atlanta. I don't, I'm not going to act like I'm a true DJ and know the music from folks and artists from Utah. But I was in my, I was just in a different mood today. So don't be alarmed at the first selections that I have, but you're going to groove to it. Trust me, you're going to groove to it. So let's go ahead and get this party started, man, with the first of the intro songs. Cause you know, the we intro with music to set the tone. All right, I'm blabbing too much. Let's go. You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if R.I.P. to Michael Jackson, man, the to the greatest of all time. Got a lot of power, and it makes me feel like uh-huh. I had to take it back on him, man. It's that feel, feel like good that. music. <laughs> you can't listen to hippity hoppity all day long. Sometimes you gotta listen to something that's good for your soul, man. Yeah, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna just let y'all groove right now. Take y'all back. What was you at when this was out? tell me what michael's saying it's like james brown to me i don't i don't always know what michael's saying but i know he grooving so if you could sing the song like if you sit in the car with somebody and they can look at you while you sing the song and you getting the words right you're a bad person i'm telling you Y'all don't know nothing about this right there, there, there. Y'all don't know nothing about this right here, though. Ha, ha. Yeah. 
Y'all try to start something on Twitter, man, making me go up against DJ Ron, man. Don't be starting nothing between me and DJ Ron. He's the DJ. I'm sorry, like the assistant. feel good after hearing that don't you feel good you feel right huh don't you just feel like rocking just gotta keep rocking come on mike come on come on michael michael let's go hey 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 yeah slow it down a little bit michael let's go girl close your eyes let that rhythm get in Don't try to fight it. Don't try to fight it right now. Just groove right now. You don't want to listen to sports. Just groove right now. Relax your mind. Relax your mind. Lay back and groove. What you about to do? What you about to do? You gotta feel that heat. So, and we can ride the book yeah. share that beat of love. I want to rock with you. want to play this song but you know what i'm gonna play it anyway i gotta play this 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 i mean you can't play michael if you don't play this song right here i'm sorry i'm sorry people okay i'm just i told you i was in my bag today i'm just in my michael jackson bag mj hey where did you come from where did you come from Peace, Michael Jackson, man. This is why I can't put my episodes on YouTube because the copyright, copyrighted music. But man, music just puts you in the mood right there. That take that take me back. Every time I hear a song, I I revert back to like a childhood memory. Like I know exactly like what I was doing at some point in my life when the song came on, man. So that's why y'all always hear me listen to music, man. Man, I got other songs I want to play so bad. 
but I don't want to do that to y'all. But you know, I got to take it back to 1999 when we went to BYU. Okay. This is what I was pumping in my headphones right here. This is it. It's a whole change of the tempo. This is how we're going to start the podcast off right now. We're about to start uh. talking sports right now. You go from Michael Jackson to DMX. Shut him down over shop. How you go from Michael Jackson to DMX? No, that's a rough Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Shut him down over shop. Oh, no. That's a rough riders road. One, two, X is coming for you. Three, four, you better lock your doors. Five, six, get your crucifix. Seven, eight, don't stay up late. Okay. Okay. Halloween is near. Haha. Yeah. 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 One, two, Betty Hall, we're coming for you. Better lock your doors. Five, six, get your crucifix. Who's afraid of the dark? Responsible for the murders in the park. All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough music. That's enough music. Okay, that's enough. Here we go. Here we go. What up? Here we go. BYU preview brought to you by STHUjuice.com. BYU 6-2 on the year. I already said that. They beat the likes of Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, South Florida, Utah State, and they just recently beat Washington State 21 to 19. Their two losses was to Boise State by a score of 26 to 17 and to Baylor by a score of 38 to 24. When we look at the tail of the tape, scoring offenses, let me turn my mic back up. Scoring offenses, UVA averaging 37.6 points a game, while BYU is averaging 26 points a game. They are giving up just 22.5 points a game, while the Wahoos are giving up 26.4 points a game. Rushing offense, they have the edge. They average 163 yards rushing. We average 135 yards rushing. Rushing defense, we give up 198.4 yards a game. They give up 146.6 yards a game. Passing offense, we have the edge, 404.6, one of the best in the country, matter of fact, it's the NCAA leader in passing yards and ACC leader in yards per game. Uh, BYU, they average 239.3 yards passing a game. Passing defense, uh, we give up just 234 yards passing. They give up 239 yards passing. Total offense, we gain 539 yards a game. Which, what is that in the country? One of the best in the country. I know we lead the country in first downs, which means you keeping the chains moving. Um, they gain 402.4 yards a game. We give up 432 yards a game. They give up 386.3 yards a game. Both teams don't have a lot of penalty yards. We average 57. They average 42. Time of possession, we average 31 minutes, 35 seconds. They average 28 minutes, 27 seconds. Third down percentages, we're at 48%. They're at 45%. 
sacks 12 for us, 14 for them. Sacks allowed. They only allowed 12. We've allowed 84. We got a lot of drop back. So, you know, still pretty good. Um, but the, but, but those are the numbers. So I, I do want to just start with their offense, right? Very good running back. I think he's like six or seventh nationally running the football. This is the second time we faced a top 10 rusher this year. Uh, Mateo Durant from Duke was a top five rusher when we um, faced them. I think he's actually a couple yards above um, Tyler. Tyler Algier. This dude is the truth, man. 5'11", 220 pounds. Um, right now he has the record yards per rush. He's like a little over six yards a rush for his career. He's a former walk-on. He's a guy that's played linebacker also. Um, has a great story. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, just as, you know, how he grew up. But, yeah, he's number eight nationally with 1,130 yards. And that was in 2021. He was eighth nationally. So that lets you know it's not a one-year, one-hit wonder. He's averaging over 100 yards a game. He just came off a game where he ran for 190-plus yards versus um, Washington State on 32 carries. He's had a 200-yard game this year as well. Um, Has very good speed for his size. Like He could definitely run away from people. Good balance, vision, power, compact, patient. He's a complete bat. Um, I think he's the best back that we faced this year so far. And just looking at like Notre Dame and not, I don't have a chance to really break them down, but I think he's probably the best back we'll face all year. Cause he can catch the ball out the backfield too. He's athletic. He's athletic, man. I mean, <laughs> we had to stop the run. Trust me. And just because, and just, don't think they a one trick pony. Now they, they're another team that we're playing that has more rushes than passes. You know, we played Duke was like that. Georgia Tech was like that. Um, was somebody else like that too? Maybe I know Wake was like about the same. But when you look at their um, rushing attempts this year, two hundred seventy eight rushing attempts to two hundred thirty passing attempts. Um, they do have a receiver that's right behind Wicks in yards per catch, and that was uh, Puka Nakua, number 12. He has 20 catches for 442 yards, just one touchdown, but he's averaging 22.2 yards a catch. Uh, Gunnar Romney, another big biter receiver that they have, he averages 17.3 yards per catch. They got big body receivers, man. Like, we got that luxury of having big receivers, they got big receivers, bruh. I'm a, let me, let me, let me get a tail of the tape. And and they block, too. They block well. They put them paws on you. So the DBs got to do a very good job of being violent with their hands when they're trying to get off blocks. Uh, the receivers, Gunnar Romney, a 6'2", 195. Nia Paua, 6'4", 215. Puka Nakur that I just talked about averaging 22 yards a catch. He's 6'2", 212. Their tight end is 6'6", 247. <clears throat> Their left tackle, Blake Freeland, is 6'8", 305. His backup is 6'8", 300. Their right tackle, Harris Lachance, is 6'8", 310. Right guard is 6'4", 301. Left guard is 6'5", 300. 
James Ebony is 6'4", 303. Yeah, they six over four. All of them. They And this is one of the better offensive lines you'll see in the country as well. Like, they legit. This is a legit, legit test for our defense. They can be balanced. Their quarterback is very capable. Jaron Hall is capable. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a tough task for our defense. And the thing about it is this, folks who listening, you don't have to dominate. You got to get those timely possessions. And, and here's the kicker. They don't mind, the, like, methodically moving the ball down the field. All their scoring drives this year, nah, you know, it was none that was like quick hitters unless they were already close to the goal line. But majority of their scoring drives are nine-play drives, nine-play drive, eight-play drive, 14, 11, 10, 12, 12, 11, 10, 10, 10, 12, 11, 11. Now, don't get me wrong, they got some five-play drives and six-play drives, but majority of their scoring drives are double digits. They're going to be very balanced. They're going to run what Georgia Tech, what Louisville, and what Miami ran to generate big running plays. They're going to run that stretch, and they're going to try to cut it back to the weak side A-gap. That's just what it is. They're going to you know, run to the field and try to cut back. They do a lot of boundary power runs, similar to what we saw NC State do to us years ago. Um, they overload and had two tights in the boundary and and hope you put your strength to the field like a lot of defenses do. And they get a hat on the hat, and they want you to guess wrong with this dude running the ball. Tyler wants you to guess wrong because once he put his foot in the dirt, oh, he going downhill. The thing with him is you can't let him get his shoulder square right now. Not saying that he's a stiff running back in which if you can keep his shoulders pointing towards the sideline, he's not athletic enough and agile enough to make still make guys miss and things like that. But if he could go downhill right now, you better pack your lunch. You better be ready for contact for four hours because he run hard. And he get better and better the more he can continue to touch the rock. The thing about having big receivers, their quarterbacks don't have to be accurate. They have a huge catch radius. They throw the ball up for them. To make plays, our corners have to do a very good job of being patient at the line of scrimmage. This is not the week for our corners that they plan press to invite a receiver to a free release. If you up there versus these tall mamma jammas, you better put them paws on them and get an assault charge. You better pat them down for weapons. Because if you just up there with your hands behind your back trying to play the mirror drill, they're going to destroy you on back shoulder throws. There's nothing you're going to be able to do. Nothing. If you at the line of scrimmage, you better pat them down for weapons. You got to locate the football. Um, yeah, and, and they'll keep running. They will keep running. Like, they don't care. They'll just keep running and running. And the size is just... Don't stop on offense. Like, these some big dudes. These some, they, they, they grown men. You know, we talking about BYU. They go on their mission stuff. They grown. They got the, the grown man strength already kicking. This is a bigger size defense as well. They just like Georgia Tech was on the back end, meaning they're tall and rangy. So this is another secondary that 
like their Rover Chaz, Aou is 6'2", 206. Their Cinco, Morgan Piper is 6'2", 220. Their Nickel, he's a smaller guy, 5'11", as far as weight, 165. Uh, their Strong Safety, 6'1", 200. Their leading um, interceptor, Malik Moore, 6'1", 190. So that's pretty much prototypical. Free safety, not on the larger side. Um, D'Angelo Mandel, 6'1", and then 18, Caleb Hayes is a smaller guy. By their standards, that's still a bigger corner at 5'11". So that, you know, what guys being tall, you want to see if them hips, if they flew it, if they could flip and run, they will play coverage on defense. They'll drop eight. They will drop eight. And make your quarterback read. They'll play man in the boundary. It's You know, now that I think about it, it's almost like looking in the mirror. On offense, they spread the ball around. Now, they run a conventional style. They got a conventional style running game. But defensively, 3-3-5, whatever you want to call it, people, it's us. They will rush five occasionally, a dog, stunt. But it's us on defense. They're going to play coverage. They'll play cover two in the middle of the field. They give you one safety look and then flip and drop a safety late. They're going to let their backers play coverage and rally to the football late. They feel like their front three can withstand being outnumbered so the backers can come up late and rally to the football if you run the football. Now, it has been teams that have been successful running the football with them, getting to the edge and things like that. But they are a bend but don't break defense. They feel like once you get in the red zone versus their defense with their size and their range, the windows become tighter. They'll play short zone in the red zone. They'll put linebackers over top of a receiver and have a safety stacked over top. And at the snap of the ball, the linebacker's just looking inside, ready to be the force guy on the outside. Like they would really get they would give you a three man look. At the line of scrimmage, even the red zone, like, you going to run? We'll just rally to it. It's going to definitely be a, a very good test for us offensively and especially defensively in the red zone. If we don't score from far out, I'm going to really be at the edge of my seat trying to see how Coach Anai plays chess versus the defensive coordinator of BYU. Because he's like, come on. He's going to have everybody just sitting at the line of scrimmage. Come on. What you going to do? You're going to have to make a play outside the paint. Like, we're going to let you catch it outside the paint and see if you can beat us with all my guys rallying to you. So, yeah, BYU's a good team, man. A good team. Not going to wow you. You know, you know how people say, oh, man, we do we have anybody on the outside that can scare you? What they got to do averaging 22 yards to catch. I'm not going to say he's a burner, 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 but he run fast enough to where you better get back. And I told y'all in the last episode, it ain't about speed, it's about technique. Our corners got to demonstrate improved technique because you cannot allow these bigger size safeties, I mean, receivers safeties, to get inside of you right now because you're going to get post up and dunked on. If you let them capture your inside shoulder and run the post route, you're going to get dunked on. They're going to throw it up, and they're going to dunk it. 
You're going to hit a band plan. It's a luxury when you have bigger size receivers. You don't have to be as accurate. Just throw it up. Now, with that just throw it up situation, you have more time to find the football, play the hands. It's a lot that could go down. So if they're just throwing it up, they're going to give you opportunity to run and locate the ball versus a t- when it's on time and on a rope, you don't stand a chance. But if any <laughs> – let me tell you to you like this. If you can't stop the run, they ain't throwing nothing, Jack. They got to do the same little action that North Carolina was doing where they have the H to the boundary and at the snap of the ball, he would come down the line trying to block you in that you have crashing down for your zone read just in case you want to run down the back from the front side while they run to the backside boundary. And then if your end starts making a play there, they'll pull it and throw it to that H back that was – Blocking the end. That's the play action look. North Carolina scored off that as well. So that's how they keep you at bay. They want to get you one-on-one in space with Tyler. So it'd be gap on, gap on. They try to tan the block and come up to the next level to the linebacker. But if the if the guy that's being doubled does a great job of not allowing a guard to bump up to the next level, they feel like Tyler can defeat the linebacker one-on-one like it's a kick return or a punt return. They feel like he'll just run through you. But teams that have made him run east and west, his first initial steps have had the most success. If he could put his foot in the ground and he could be going down here at an angle, you better pack your lunch. And I'm going to tell you what, you better when you come hit him, you better rap rap. You better have four arms. Because if you try to use your forearm, he going to run through it. Yeah, he the best back we done seen, bro. Easily. I ain't saying he that much better. Well, he he better than Mateo Durant. Like he mo- way more explosive. Like if that was Mate- if that was Tyler that had those two long runs that Mateo Durant had, he house he housing that. He ain't as fast as the kid from Georgia Tech, Gibbs, but he fast enough to where if he if he if he hit second level, listen, he could run, man. He's an athlete. I was I was very impressed with him. Very impressed with Tyler. I'm very impressed. So is this the week that you come up and you stack the box and you say, yo, my man's out there. Time for y'all to earn your stripes. You came back. It's time for you to earn your stripes. I wouldn't be opposed. Look, this might be the game I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, because one of the things is like, hmm, how accurate, like can you consistently be accurate throwing to the bucket of the sideline. You know, I'm not giving up my inside. I'm forcing everything to the sideline. I'm going to get to that top field shoulder. I'm going to lock that inside arm, and I'm going to look back. Make sure I lock that wrist. Nothing above the waist so the referee can't see it. But you better believe I'm locking that arm. I'm locking that wrist. Let me get that. Let's hold hands. We're going on a date. The good thing about going up against receivers that tall is they got a lot of space to punch. Now, if they special like, you know, Wicks and they got Wiggle or, you know, Lavelle, then, you you know, you might want to short shuffle back and then shuffle, widen them out, and then stab them in the hip. You know, initially what you want to do versus a tall receiver is quick jam them. You know? 
And I would pref- I preferably would want you to quick jam them to the out with your outside hand. Quick, quick jam, jam meaning you just want a reaction. I ain't talking about stab him because I don't want you stabbing him with the outside arm. Stabbing him is like you trying to punch him in the arm hard. I'm talking about quick jam, like you trying to just smack his shoulder pad real quick, like pack, real quick. Just like, oh man, it's a net, and you know, like when a, a net come by you and you smack, smack your arm real quick because you're trying to get him. That's the type of hit you want if you to DB, like real quick, like, mm, did you hit me? Why you hit me? That's what that's the reaction you want. You don't want that. Oh man, you trying to hit me? Because usually, when oh you trying to hit me, that mean they swung hard. But the ones like, man, stop hitting me. That mean you was quick, like. Pow. So that's what you want to do. The first time you get a man to man, pop, real quick, quick, pop. You see how that is? How I'm saying it, pop. That's quick. And then once you hit with the pop, you go pop, pop. You know, hit him, pop, and then you shuffle back real quick, pop. You can you get it? I'm square. I'm looking at you. I'm kind of shaded to your outside shoulder, so I got my crotch almost on your on your outside hip. You know, so that means if you got your inside foot up, my crotch is really like. On your outside thigh, but you don't even know it because I'm inching over with the cadence. And as soon as I see the ball snap, because I'm I'm using my peripheral, as soon as I see the ball snap, pop, and I'm inching back. Restarted you. And then as soon as you declare, pop, pop, I'm going to hit you with the outside again and follow with the inside with the, the pop, pop. Like the second one is pop. The first one's pop. So it's pop, pop, pop. Because once I go pop, I'm grabbing, clomp. I'm clamping it, clomp, come here. We're going on a date. What's your name? Huh? You want to go this way? That way. I'm holding your hand. The ref don't even see it. So that's what we do. Pop, pop, pop. That's it. Easier said than done. Gucci man do it though. Anthony Johnson, he give him the pop, then the pop, pop. Well, sometimes Gucci man give him a pow. <laughs> he operate with pals. I got to get him to stop going pop. You know? Remember when Larry holds you to pop that jab? Pop. But, yeah, you got to get up get up in their face. Because I feel like if you get up in their face, you let Nick uh, Jackson, you let Ahern and Joy be creeping forward. You know, hopefully Noah is available. Um, hopefully Mandy's available, Smiley. You know, I don't know who's available just yet, but um, I want to see how Deshaun Perry does with more reps, not just rushing the pass, but setting the edge. The great thing about – the one thing about playing against – teams who run those stretch zones and things like that is when you get a good jump, you still got to compress the lane. You just don't get up the field because you're caused a natural lane to where a natural crease to where they just wash you up the field. But as you get off the ball, you want to compress the lane. So you're almost like you boxing out the lineman. Like you get off and then you try to box them out to where you kind of, you're trying to hold your ground. Look like they're trying to knee you in the butt. You know what I'm saying? You still setting the edge. But, um, yeah, offensively, you just got to be smart. They get, they give it away. You can tell when they're going to go to, you know, cover two. They haven't ran a lot of two-man. So, anytime it's been two safeties, it's been Tampa two, short zone, some type of zone. It hasn't been two safety free with man underneath. Anytime it's been two safety that I've seen, it's been full-fledged zone. And a lot of times the corners give it away by being super square or they cocked open. But if they just got one foot up, it's been man. Um, but, they, you know, they're fairly good in pass defense. They get their drops where they 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 very disciplined. They get to their drops. They get to their areas. They give up the shorts. Uh, like 
whip routes on the outside. Like Billy's routes will come like Billy is going to be the key. They give up those type of routes. I don't think they face a receiver like Billy after they catch either. They haven't faced a receiver like Wicks. They haven't faced a receiver like, I mean, a tight end like Woods. But with that being said, they get to the spots to help them, to help better help themselves in a sense. I don't think they'll go a lot of man-to-man versus an offense that's averaging over 400 yards passing. I could just see them keeping everything in front of them, shorting up the field, come to the red zone. Now you got to come see me. Come see me. Because it's hard to throw phase against them because they will press the receiver and have a safety right over top. They bracket you. Now, I've seen teams go four and five wides. They'll go out with the receivers, meaning you can have them outnumbered to the inside. You got to show you're going to run the ball, though. So what happens when we do go four wides? with Wayne or Darrington or Mike Hollins or uh, my boy from um, from Richmond, Ronnie Walker. We got to show that we could block five on three initially and our guards can get up to the second level because they will disperse. You go four wide, they'll bump every like, – because they're going to bracket a lot of folks. So they, they allow you to outnumber them in a sense. Like you could count and be like, oh, we got them outnumbered. Let's run. But we know once they see 99 in motion, they coming in. Now the X factor is the quarterback aspect. What happens when Brennan becomes a running, a true running threat? Now he is the X factor. That's the X factor. If you run Brennan on those quarterback draws, you could be drawing up a lot of points on the board because they're going to drop. And we do a good job of going 1,001, 1,002, and the going up the field. And there'll be in their drops to where we'll get chunk yards. It'd be similar to what you saw when Bryce ran that long touchdown versus Virginia Tech. I'm telling you. So, um, yeah, man, that's all I got for y'all today. You know, I don't like the previews. It'd be super, super long. Um, my key to the game is you got to neutralize the run game for four quarters. Don't allow this offense to generate explosive plays like explosive touchdowns if you could give up an explosive play but then line back up and then because now i will say this they're very good in the red zone they're very good in the red zone they won the top red zone offenses so it's gonna be it's gonna be a real legit game um in 99 I was in the same situation going down to BYU. I think we were like two and one. They were ranked like 19th in the country, undefeated. I think uh, Coach Ottawa's brother Donnie was playing running back that year with Deuce Staley. Um, And we jumped out on them early. They ended up coming back. They had a chance to win the game late. It was like 45 to 40. And Jerton Evans got a second interception in the end zone. I remember Tim Sprue had an interception. He had a a lateral return for a touchdown that was big for us. Of course, Thomas Jones was that man. Uh, But it kind of reminds me of that game because when we go into that game, they were ranked. We wasn't playing at a very high level. I mean, we had Thomas, but Dan Ellis was a question mark because Aaron Brooks just left. They didn't know how he was going to play at receiver. We had a lot of guys. Demetrius Dotson had some huge catches. Kevin Coffey caught a touchdown pass that game. 
Uh, Tavon Mason had some good catches that game. Um, Billy, Billy Mack, I don't think I had no catches that game. I blocked a lot. I remember that. I returned kicks. But it was a lot of question marks for us, and they were the established team. Now, we got established offense, but it's still question marks as far as our defense. And it was the same. Nobody knew how good our defense was going to be that year in 99, but they showed up versus Deuce Staley. I mean, not Deuce Staley. What's his name that year? Who? Oh, crap. What's the running back for BYU? I just said Deuce Staley. What is wrong with you, ball? Why would you call that man Deuce Staley? But, you know, what is his name, Deuce? Let me, hold on. Let me look it up right quick. BYU versus UVA 1999. We're going to see what, what the running back's name was. Ah, there we go. Got the box score. What was his name? What was your name? Luke Staley. That's what it was. Luke Staley, not Duke. Luke. Yeah, because we jumped out to a 21-0 lead on them in the first quarter. 21 in the first half, 19 in the second half, 19-19, then 14-14, then 7-7. Hold on. How is that? Am I tripping? How is that math right? If we scored 21 points and then we tied them the rest of the way every quarter, shouldn't we win by 20? All right, don't get me lying. Anyway, 45-40 that game. We ran for 282 yards as a team versus them. Thomas had 210 yards rushing that game. Yeah, Coach Ottawa's brother Donnie did play. One carry for three yards. And I was right. I did not have a catch that game. Oh, yes, I did. I had a catch for 11 yards. Look at that. And my teammate, Margin Hooks, well, he didn't make the team in the arena league that year, but he had five catches, 92 yards. We was in camp together. But, yeah, man, that's it. My man Lubomir Staminis had two sacks that game. Yeah, baby. In front of 65,000 people. We beat Brigham Young that year. But it kind of it kind of reminds me of that because – like I said, we were just two and one, two and one. They were undefeated. Matter of fact, they was ranked seventeenth when we went to that game. All right, I think I've talked your heads off a little too much today. That's it. Hold on, let me see who do we play before we play now. God dig it. Okay. Ain't let me look at all that. All right, man, that's enough, man. That's 40 minutes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the information. Um, Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, uh, if you want to support, you go to uh, anchor.fm, search the Ballhawk Show podcast. There is a support button in the middle uh, right beside, like, what does it look like? I'll make sure I give you accurate information, people. Before we log up. Y'all notice I ain't do I don't do that much background music no more because I want you to hear me clearly. But yeah, if you go to 
the page anchor page is right in between listen on Spotify and message. It's a support button. You hit the support button. Um, you can do a monthly contribution of 99 cents per month, four ninety nine per month or nine ninety nine per month. Um, definitely appreciate any support. Also, man, you go to com to get your shut the hell up juice apparel. Going to be releasing some new hoodies soon, at least by Black Friday. That would be dope. So that's all I got for y'all, man. You know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let them tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. What we going to ride out to today? I guess we could keep it DMX, huh? Nah, nah, nah. I got an oldie but goodie for y'all. I got an oldie but goodie for y'all right here. We're going to take it back right here. Y'all know nothing about that right there. I'm out of here, though, man. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube